That one? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're the bags. <laughs> we're the pipes. Was <laughs> oh, that what that is? And we are our, our own bags. Our lungs are our bags. Oh, okay. And we just we just sent Spock to his death. Episode 249. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy drinking on Skype. <laughs> oh, was I not supposed to point that out? He's just girding himself for the airing of grievances that's coming later. That's right, it's Festivus. Happy Festivus, everybody. Happy Festivus. As, as we record. Happy Festivus, Mike. Thanks, Craig. The airing of the grievances will be will commence <laughs> shortly. I will not be leaving until you have pinned me. <laughs> After well then, the feats of strength. You should be drinking too then, because uh, that'll make it easier. <laughs> oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. By the time this comes out, the, the Christmas will be over. Everybody so, will be... How much Christmas stuff are getting we... Getting over t- their disappointment. Yeah, how much Christmas stuff will we talk about today? <laughs> That's always the question. We always end up like talking about cool Christmas gifts and stuff like on the, <laughs> the episode that's going to come out right after Christmas. Well, that's why we did that last week. Yeah. I was prepared this year. Oh, very good. Very good. So let's talk to our guest and see what he is prepared for today. Hello, Kurt. Hello. Happy Festivus. I've got a lot of... Pr- I've got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say that loudly enough, but I get I get where you're going. That's Frank's uh, line when he kicks off Festivus. <laughs> I've got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going to hear about it. <laughs> um, happy, happy Festivus. Yes, happy Thank Festivus you. to you as well. Who's got their pole up? <laughs> I, again, Whoa. I... I <laughs> I forgot to uh, I forgot to buy the Festivus pole again this year because I always think about it when it you know by around Black Friday time when I'm actually shopping online because that's the only time I shop online all year <laughs> is the weekend after Thanksgiving and by then the price has already gone up like normally you can get it for like twelve dollars but if you wait until after Thanksgiving then it's like thirty forty fifty dollars you could just take a bunch of uh, aluminum cans and just tape them all together. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've, to top. I've done that with tuna cans, oddly, a couple of times now. But so, how's it going up there, Kurt? Those are steel. How's it going? It's winter. There's snow. It's kind of cold and going to get colder, and the days are really short. It's 60, well, it's actually, they're already getting longer. As of today, or as of yesterday, yesterday, yeah. it's like a couple seconds longer. But yeah, <laughs> you're not going to really notice for a month or so. No. <laughs> It's 63 degrees, and I'm in shorts down here. Uh, it is currently, like, what, 15 or so? Yeah. <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, no one likes you. And you smell funny. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom never liked you either. Whoa. Um, oh. Kurt, I heard, I heard that you uh, you got a new – you bought yourself a present for Ooh, Christmas. 64 now. <laughs> 64 degrees? I yeah, hate you we're, all. We're done <laughs> talking about the weather. <laughs> Everyone loves weather talk. Welcome to Weather Burger. Um, <laughs> yeah, out. I, I got out. myself. Okay, go ahead. 
there's been an ongoing kind of, we've been a joke amongst a couple of us at school that we're going to eventually form the Central Wisconsin um, Bagpipers Society. So I got myself a practice chanter so I can start learning how. <laughs> <laughs> and the chanter is? The chanter is that main part of the, the instrument that you actually can change pitch on. So there's a whole set of bag, you know, there's the bag and then there's all the pipes, but a it's... lot of the pipes are set lengths and you can't do anything with them. So they create that that drone sound that that you hear in all bagpipe music, right? Um, and then the chanter is the one that you actually change pitch and pitch on, so you can actually that's where you play the actual melody. So this is just the chanter. It's the business. It's not end. connected to the bag. I have to use my my lungs as the bag. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, I suppose. Yep. The, ch- the chanter is the business end of, now, of the bagpipes. When Kurt announced that he had this and that he was going to bring it uh, to the show, I requested um, because because this show is this show and uh, one of our favorite movies is "So I Married an Axe Murderer." I requested that he learn how to that I request I requested that he learn how to play Rod Stewart's "Do You Think I'm Sexy?" And if you've as seen is, the movie, you understand as why is that played at the wedding. Funny, yes, by Mike Myers' characters. Character Father's friend, yeah, <laughs> who is his father, who is played by Mike Myers, also. Um, he's who got is a... Scottish, yes. If you've seen Fat Bastard, it's basically the same voice, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not a, not a fat bastard, but just, not, just, just a cranky old, old guy, dude. cranky yeah. old guy with Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> so, did you prepare uh, a little bit of Rod Stewart? Yeah, well, here goes nothing. <laughs> <laughs> If like you want my body and you <laughs> think I'm sexy, come on, baby, let me know. Ooh, can you do the, the part where the, the piper goes down? Did you learn that? <laughs> I think that's just basically... <laughs> we got the piper <laughs> down. The piper is down. <laughs> All right. That was awesome. <laughs> Excellent. There's a Christmas song for you. <laughs> <laughs> Can you play the uh, the the? Is the, that a Christmas movie? Can you play the song that everybody <laughs> plays on the bagpipes? What which song is that? Amazing mm-hmm. Grace. Oh, the. Uh... <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're the bags. <laughs> we're the pipes. Was <laughs> oh, that what that is? And we are our own bags. Our lungs are our bags. Oh. Okay. And we just we just sent. Spock to his death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Thank you, thank you, Kurt, for bringing that to Nerdburger. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, other guests who have musical capability, let's see what we can do here. Because Ando like writes honest to goodness decent songs, and he he records stuff, and we've had him on the show before. He's commented that he might do that again sometime and bring some music. Yes, um, we but, are looking forward to that. But we have other people who uh, perhaps can play an instrument do we <laughs> i don't know that, not that we don't know of is what you're saying is, i knew is, that is kurt could play i knew that kurt could play many instruments well, I, didn't I knew that know too about the chanter until i heard about it and then i was like well that's coming on the show <laughs> <laughs> it only took five years <laughs> now now are these friends of yours that you keep joking around about for the bagpipe society are they surprised that you actually pulled no the, pulled the trigger no, there's no surprise whatsoever <laughs> My my fellow music teacher colleague, especially, I, I'm surprised she hasn't already gotten one for herself, so we can start playing together. Fun. <laughs> unlike unlike us up down here, who were 
saying at the last Winter Olympics, we should join the curling club. <laughs> Do you actually have a curling club down there? Yeah, yeah, it's not that far away from here. Oh, because curling is huge up here. That's a big deal. Well, yeah. <laughs> when I was at when I was at Pax Unplugged in the evening after I got back from the from the convention that drained me, just like wiped me out that day. Me and my, one of my roommates sat and watched curling for a little while. I have no <laughs> idea what was going on. Craig and I actually know somebody from here who was from Wisconsin who plays on it's not the olympic team but it's like a national curling team Brand. i believe it oh oh okay yeah <laughs> well basically craig do you know do you have you ever played or do you know the rules of shuffleboard kind of i get kind of what they're it's doing it's basically what it is it's shuffleboard but on a really really big board that's ice i, I understand <laughs> with a, that with but a they're, really they're, really they're heavy s- there seems to be more yeah. granite stone there seems to be more to it too because it has to do not just with where you put your stone but how you get other people's stones out of the circle you score things off of that and yeah and there's the whole there's like, a whole complexity steering to it. your stone by melting the ice in front of it with your broom by yep. melting it or making it rougher right they do both they slow it down wow. and speed it up and when they yeah, put, the, and ice when the person kinda, that, the ice is pebbled it's not a smooth surface and when the person that um pushes the stone when they push it they put english on it yeah, yeah. The, the handle they sure. spin it just sure. slightly to just to have kind it of so, like that it'll, so that to... it'll just get a yeah, little like, bit of a so curve it's like, to it. It's almost like bowling. It's almost like bowling on ice with chunks of... I'm making a list. We, we have <laughs> All we the have... things that curling are like. No, we have discussed bagpipes. So <laughs> oh, how many Scottish things we talk <laughs> about? Just curling. All Scottish episode while, while we're at it. Why not? Because curling's a Scottish, originally well, a Scottish sport. Well, actually, before bagpipes, we discussed drinking. True. Mm-hmm. Last last name of two. Oh, two by people. the way, I'm drinking scotch. Yes, that's why we discussed that. Yes, last name <laughs> last name of two people on the show right now. Campbell, a very Scottish name. No yep. Scottish blood in either one of us. <laughs> that's one of those. That's a that Ellis Island oops example. Yeah, but basically, I mean, the ice is pebbled, so it's got a it's got texture to it, and that's the only way. So then, when you broom it, you smooth it down, you get that little thin layer of water. That's how you can actually adjust speed and the the course, but. The rules basically are whoever gets that big circular thing at the end, the target, is called the house. Whoever is the closest to the center of the house wins the round, and then they get one point for that stone. And if every stone that they have that's closer to the center than the opponent, they get extra points. So part of the job of your job, too, might also be knocking your opponent's stone out of the way. Yeah, and it has that, to that's, do. That's it, actually most more. That's most of have, the game. It and seems, you have is to get it, somebody else's right, and you away. have to get it cleanly out of the way. Like, mm-hmm. like they show the the top down camera shot, where the stone, there was they literally. I'd never seen this before. You know how in football they bring out the chains, yeah. to check the first uh-huh. down. They have a thing like that in curling. If except it's really tiny. No, it's this little <laughs> thing that that they set into the center of yep. the the circle, and it's got it, it is the length. It's like a chain. It's a cord that is the length. That of the the length the of it is the radius of the circle, sure. so they can take this out there and they can swing it and, and see if it, if it grazes the stone, the stone or not at all. Yep. Yeah, then and if it, it hits then the it's stone, not out. the stone's not out. Yeah, they had to do that once when I was. Oh my watching. god, I didn't see that. I I've watched a lot of curling too at the last Winter Olympics, and I never saw that. <laughs> all right, moving on. Let's see, let's see what other. Let's see if we have any Scottish news. Let's see if we have any listeners <laughs> left at this point. All the, all the Scottish listeners. <laughs> They're talking about us. What's golf? When do we talk about golf? <laughs> what's, what's news, Kurt? What news? What's news? Yeah, we'll start with um, you. Yeah, let's do some Christmas news here. Did you hear about the family in upstate New York that created a replica of the Christmas Story House with Legos? 
Nice. No, that's awesome. <laughs> yep, they've created, they've actually made a couple of them now. They have one at their own home. They donated one to the Christmas Story Museum. Um, which, the, is, which is in the actual house. Or, or is so. it a separate they're, museum? They're just big fans from upstate New York, and they collected all of the necessary pieces to build an exact replica of the Christmas Story house, including that you can actually take it apart and see everything inside where oh, it's wait. supposed to be. What scale is it? Um, um, it's, Minifigure it's scale? Actually, well, or I would say it's full it size. Like it's, a, it's maybe <laughs> holy from, crap. <laughs> it's a you know a foot by a foot, and then you know it's the multi-story. So mini, oh, it's, oh, mini figures, small, it's mini figures. It's mini figures size. So it's here's, pretty small. Here's my question: Is Randy under the sink? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Can they fit the Randy minifigure under the sink <laughs> with his uh, lemonade or whatever it was he was drinking? Milk. Yeah, on the. <laughs> on the uh, story here, there's an actual video where they kind of pick it apart and show everything. But tell me the link. <clears throat> so when I give you the link, you can people can go take a look at it. Tell me um, the leg lamp is in the window. Yes, there's a leg lamp. Nice. <laughs> Pre so basically, they, they put this together. They had, they had to cobble pieces. Wow. It takes almost two thousand pieces to build it. And then you know once they made one, they made it. They made a replica. Um, and they actually then submitted it. To Lego. I was going to say, did they go to that? For an official set. Yeah, because you can do that. Oh, and this awesome. past week, they have to get 10,000 supporters. They broke 10,000 this last week, so it is now under review by Lego. Wow. <laughs> yep. I might buy that. <laughs> That'll be my Christmas decoration so, next year. Yep. So, yeah, father... A father, son, nine-year-old daughter put this whole thing together. They, you know, they've been working at it for a while. Oh. House just under two thousand pieces. They have actually made three. One was donated to the, donated to the Christmas Story Museum. Another is on loan elsewhere. They don't say where. And the third, of course, is right in their home for the child who gets to keep and play with. The, the one that's out somewhere else that's on tour. You can it'll be coming to a town near you. <laughs> for them to cobble together all the pieces to do it cost they said it cost them about five hundred dollars per house and obviously it would not cost that much if it's in production with oh, the no, exact right pieces. they had to buy different sets that had different sure. types of pieces in them to put it all together yeah. or, and maybe even go to the because you can go to the lego site and you can order individual pieces yeah so they if they, if they, they needed even... a, they needed 10 of something that they there were there was no set that had 10 of them in there there's like well we'll just order it well if lego puts it into production they'll there will be custom new pieces too to make oh i'm make sure everything perfect probably or or They'll be like a little Closer Lego. Too perfect. The leg lamp will be just like. Oh sure. I the can't... leg lamp will be like four pieces, so that you can have it break. Yep. It'll have it'll have it'll be hollow up the middle, <laughs> and, and it'll have, have little wires a cord in there, <laughs> right? So that you can make it all just. <laughs> so that's it how I. It doesn't actually fall apart. That's it how I. That's how I do it. Oh, of course. Well, I know they actually have they as they had to they had to customize a few things, like they actually had to paint fragile on the box, but. <laughs> It's Italian, uh, right? Yes, it is. It is completed. It is done. You can see it, and it's to Lego for review. They hit their ten thousand signatures, so Lego is currently reviewing it. Nice. Awesome. There you go. Did, uh, Merry Christmas. Did anybody uh, watch that uh, Christmas Story live thing? I did not. I wanted to, but I was busy that night, and I couldn't be home to watch. I I heard it was terrible, and um, I, did I, too. Sta <laughs> I started. I I watched parts of it in the beginning. And and I didn't think it was that bad, but then I looked. I turned my f***ing volume off. That's not a Christmas story <laughs> song. That sounded like that might have been the music from Keep a Christmas story. Keep telling your story. You're you're <laughs> derailing your own story. Go ahead. Oh, oh, oh I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Autoplay. I got a lot of problems with you people. Is that what, 
Is that what your your middle initial A is? It's autoplay, Craig. Craig autoplay, Craig, Campbell. autoplay Campbell. Yes, autoplay um, is my middle name. <laughs> and uh, so I thought, well, you know, this. Uh, I looked at it and it was three hours long. And I'm like, oh my god, how did they stretch this thing to three hours? And then I watched. I sat and I watched a little bit of it. And I'm like, oh, they made they made up a whole bunch of stuff. They made a yeah, song they added for some musical numbers. They and... added they made a music added a musical number for every scene in the, in the movie. Just about. I'm like, well, okay, I'll record it and and think about watching it later. My DVR knew better. It knew it was like, no, dude, this sucks, and it didn't record. I I told it to record it, and it didn't record it. Like it was on, and I hit record, and it was recording, and it somehow just disappeared. Thank you, DVR. You're smarter than i am sometimes yeah all the everything i saw was that it was terrible i saw that part yeah i mean i like the i like that matthew broderick was in it as the narrator and he was dressed in the same outfit that that little ralphie was wearing in every scene Mm -hmm, and following him around and i had the glasses on his hair's completely gray now so you can believe that he might have been blonde at one point (laughs) okay move on you know what screw this story (laughs) Whatever that story was, it crapped all over the show with autoplay too much yep. that Craig gave up on it. All right. I don't have any Christmas-related one stories. The closest thing I have, um, and this is a, a stretch to connect to reindeer somehow, but um, Argyle, is this New York or Vermont? The town of Argyle. Argyle was the uh, limo driver, the, the car driver in Die Hard at Christmas Which movie. Which was a Christmas go. movie. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> a lot of people get sweaters at Christmas. Argyle's a type of sweater. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so this is way, way north near Canada. Uh, probably all uh, somewhere in the Vermont, New York uh, border. Residents along a stretch of Coach Road near the Hartford town line couldn't figure out what was causing a foul stench during a warm spell earlier this fall. Eventually, they located the source, and it wasn't what they expected. Anybody care to guess what was smelly in a town named Argyle? I might know. I think I saw this, but I don't know if it's the same story. Maybe it's a different story. Go. No, it's Um, not. A huge pile of rotting moose meat. What? Yes, that that is actually what it is. It's not. I was trying to fake you out. It's it, it was not a pile of stinky socks. Right? Nope. Get it? <laughs> the of, right, yeah, yeah. It I was, wasn't uh, getting suckered in on that. Yeah, six hundred pounds of uh, oh. rotting old moose meat, which was once eight hundred pounds of rotting moose meat. <laughs> oh, that was that was once one moose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> some. It's, it's six hundred pounds now. <laughs> it's rotting. Yep. Raymond F. Graham uh, was ticketed for unlawful disposal of solid waste, a non-criminal violation. Uh, he said he made a, quote, stupid mistake and should have buried the remains of the 665-pound bull moose that he shot and took p- some parts of. <laughs> <laughs> some parts. Well, uh, I'm going to take the dong and the antlers. <laughs> the antlers. <laughs> yeah, they have a nice photo of the head. Sands antlers, so oh. I'm assuming that's that's what he took. Well, that's parts. Two right. antlers. That's plural. There you go. Yep, antlers and dong. <laughs> episode title. <laughs> to make some sort of laugh, laugh harder if you want it to be the episode. To make title. to make some sort of. Uh... <laughs> All right, everybody now. 
no, no. Oh, sorry. Okay, it's no. not the episode title. Um, he's, <laughs> okay. he's making some sort of aphrodisiac out of it. It's some Canadian aphrodisiac. You grind up the moose testicles and <laughs> and the dong and the antlers put it together. Your, put it yeah. in your tea. Specifically, then, this sounds like something mood, from eh? Quebec, the French Canadians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like something they do in China. <laughs> you get in the mood, we. Oui. <laughs> The, the, the Quebecians, that's how they say it, right? They don't say a, they say we. Do they? they say we? But 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 in a non-French, regular Canadian accent. <laughs> exactly. Course, that's exactly what they sound like. <laughs> <laughs> they just sprinkle with their Canadian accent. They sprinkle French words into their speech. Oh, did you guys hear about Patreon? This is kind of come and gone. Because to be honest, if we had reported on this when it was going on, we might have missed. We might have ended up. Good de jour, good de jour, we the story, the story going up after it had already kind of wrapped up. Good day, sure, sort of. Bonjour, can I say whatever? <laughs> bonjour, eh? What did I say? <laughs> that's your bonjour. That's or, when other no, Canadians. Good, good jour, eh? Good jour, we. Anyway. <laughs> um, Patreon, for those who don't know, is a. Uh, a patronage site of where you can go and you can create a thing, put it up for, uh, make it available on their site and people can come and back you and they can pay like, you know, a couple of bucks per month or a buck or two or whatever per thing that you create. You might, you know, a lot music of or podcasters, use podcasters Patreon. use it. Game Boy, writers. aren't you glad we use the donate button instead? Huh? That nobody ever uses. What's the point? What doesn't make a difference? <laughs> but nobody the, really, nobody clicks on that. You're not just telling me nobody clicks on it and pocketing the money. Cause it's know, going into your account. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the uh the the, the Greg makes two dollars a month that he doesn't tell dozens about. And dozens of <laughs> cents of cents yeah there you go <clears throat> but they a while back they said ah, we're gonna change our fee structure and it's gonna go in into play in like two weeks and they announced it and this is basically the way it worked was you uh you pledged a certain amount to a creator and patreon got their percentage their little bit that allows them to be a business and do this, right? And then there's a transaction fee that would happen that gets paid to Stripe or whatever the name of the company is that, you know, does the, the, the financial online transaction for the money. Um, and the way that it was set up was that all of your transactions would lump together once per month and you'd get charged for your transaction all at once. And it was, you know, there was a transaction fee, but it wasn't enormous. But, you know, if you Because supported, it was all lumped together. Right. Yeah. But if you supported multiple creators you weren't getting charged individual transaction fees you got charged one fee one time okay so they said what we're gonna do um is we're gonna you're gonna we're gonna take the money that you that's pledged to you and we're gonna take our little percentage like we have been doing but then we're going to add the transaction fee on top of the pledge amount and that transaction fee is going to be 35 cents plus a little tiny tiny percentage of what the the pledge size is and now we're going to make these transaction fees individual when they happen, mm -hmm. and to, you're going to get charged with every single one of them. And there's all these uh, backers for different people doing Patreons who do a buck yeah, for 20 different people mm -hmm. or podcasts or organizations or companies or whatever. And they, they just got hit with a 35% they suddenly uh, went, percent tax. They, they suddenly jumped up to like $27 in, yeah. <laughs> in charges for $20 of, of pledges. And the Patreon community lost their effing well, of minds. Course. 
rightly. Yeah. And said, what the hell? And they went nuts about all this stuff. And uh, Patreon, a week and a half, something like that later, rolled out a little <laughs> little thing here that says, we messed up, we're sorry, and we're not rolling out the fee changes. Unfortunately, the damage is done. Oh, did they? how much business did they lose overall? Well, it's not a question of what Patreon lost. It's a question of what the creators lost. I know one yep. creator in particular. I mean, I saw p- people who were creating stuff and, you know, people that I know for, through Facebook and Twitter and stuff talking about, they were giving me like daily rundowns of how many, I've now lost 10 backers. I've now lost 20 mm-hmm. backers. Wow. I know a particular creator who lost 18 months worth of growth. Wow. They are back to the backer count they were at 18 months ago. So not only is it, does it take a lot of work to create the thing that you're giving to the backers, but, then but you're, they're you know, also are in, actively in effect, marketing, building your audience. Building your, yeah. So they lost 18 months. They lost all that money and they lost 18 months of active marketing. Right. Um, and they, uh, so, you know, people, they, a lot of creators lost a lot of backers. Um, I, I imagine that there are some people who backed stuff on Patreon, saw that and said, well, I got to, you know, scale back my budget. I only have so much money so I can, I got to drop these four, you know, so that I'm not paying as much paying you know I'm, I'm back paying what i was paying right or some people probably just said screw this oh well, sure i'm out yeah I and they qu- just dropped it entirely i have a question mm-hmm. did, did a patreon competitor emerge with the timing just right in the middle of this well it it, it all happened too quickly is the problem yeah. because they they went back and and said nope we're not doing it Here's the here's the thing. Kickstarter has a service that mm-hmm. they just started called Drip. It's a terrible name, but it is effectively their version of Patreon. Right now, it's in kind of like a beta thing, which basically means they've got they've invited a handful of people to to use it, and mm-hmm. they're, so they're just kind of seeing how it works, testing it out, so forth. And eventually, it'll become public, and anybody will be able to use it. And if Kickstarter plays their cards right, they will steal a very large percentage of Patreon creators and backers because there's there's a lot of people who are just waiting at this point yeah. for, for the, right, the right thing to come up, that right. has enough reach that'll allow them to reach mm-hmm. as far as they have been with Patreon because and it's funny Kurt you made you know before before we started recording you made a, a joke about this that had to do with a bed and this is the analogy that I used the metaphor when I was talking about this was Patreon crapped the bed everybody who came over to Patreon's house said hey you crapped the bed <laughs> Patreon looked around and said oh geez we did crap the bed um, all right, let me wash those sheets, put those sheets back on the bed. And everybody looked at the bed and said, okay, well, I'm not going to get crap all over myself if I get into bed with Patreon again, but those sheets are going to smell like crap for a long time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think there's going to, I think once drip goes public, it's like Patreon is going to take a hard hit. They have irrep- possibly irreparably damaged, um, their relationship with their customer base. Because the internet, with this kind of stuff, moves too quickly, and people get too irate and stay enraged for too long, that... No, God! No, God, please, no! No! (laughs) Like that. I don't know what that is. That's Michael Scott. (laughs) Okay. Don't watch the show. It's a meme. (laughs) It's been a meme for 10 years. Never heard it. Okay. First time. Don't watch that show. Can't watch Michael Scott. (laughs) Drives me nuts. Um, but yeah, so the, we'll see what happens when Kickstarter drip starts happening. Aww, that that's might what she said that, went away. That might give a giant <laughs> finger to uh, to Patreon in the process. So. 
if drip had been fully functional when this happened, I Patreon think Patreon would be effed. Would be dead. That's they why that was the point of my question. Everyone would have bailed. Yeah. Well, there's other there's other services like that, but they're very small. Um, yeah. There's they they tend to be specialized. Like there's services that are geared toward like this subset of creator types. Like there's ones that are like very much about people making music. And so, like, they know that, like, because they want people, like, if you're really into music and you want to see, you know, you know, and see creators doing some creative stuff that are, isn't necessarily mainstream and everything, come to here. That, that's how they market themselves. Whereas Patreon yep. is a, a blanket mm-hmm. that covers. And everybody. they were first. And they they got their fix in. They 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 mm-hmm. they un they uncrapped the bed <laughs> as much as they could as quickly as possible because if they had left that sitting there, yeah, Kickstarter would have taken them to town curb stomped as it were if, if if this had happened you know three months from now patreon might be like it might be a dead company it might be death rattling right now because mm-hmm. kickstarter might have been ready to, to take advantage of it but with with wh- whatever the new name of drip is going to no be. it's called drip that's what they <laughs> marketed it as it's a terrible name <laughs> <laughs> like dick trickle that's not a race car driver that's a symptom <laughs> moving on what else are we got? that's my one news item. i was watching that 70 show reruns yesterday okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um kurt you like music as we yeah, no not at all <laughs> i don't do it for a profession of course i like music <laughs> um that's one of those questions like do you like music who's ever said no Nah, I've, met, I've met a few people. <laughs> Those people are dead inside. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Who hurt them? Um, do the Amish like music? As long as it's yeah. acoustic, right? As long as it's them singing, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, we all know who Blink One Eighty Two is, right? They're like the soundtrack for the American Pie movies. Sure. Right. Yeah, they're very pop punk mm-hmm. crossover yeah. type. So, um, apparently the. Tom DeLonge, is he the lead singer? Or was? I guess he quit the band? Yeah, I, I, I'd heard that he... I don't remember his name, but I'd heard that... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know why he, <laughs> why he left the band? Like, they wanted to change the name to Blink-183 and add a member? What he's pers- <laughs> what he's been doing? I don't know. With his, his time and energy? He's a, uh, he's a UFO fanatic. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he uh that is an interview from the early 2000s where he is passionately discussing uh, a friend who spent years talking to government employees who had UFO encounters. Um he shows the interviewer his personal collection of videotaped UFO testimonies, not not videos of things that people thought were UFOs, but the testimonies of people who saw things that they thought were UFOs. Sure. He's got a collection um yeah so uh there's a story in um guitar world magazine right now uh as of a few days ago that talks about this and how um his the 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 group that he's been working with it's kind of in parallel with this uh i don't know if you heard about this but there was it was a revealed that the pentagon had a ufo investigation going on during the 2000s and, and early 2010s. Sure. That was uh, started by Harry Reid. Remember the senator from Nevada? I re- yep. recognize the name, yep. Um, yeah, but they've got, like, uh, there's pilots. It, the whole thing is it's about it's about um, the military going to 
the people in the field and saying, tell us, tell us about what you're seeing. And it turns out that all of these pilots, military pilots, are seeing UFOs constantly, <laughs> getting them on video from their nose, ca- the, the cameras in the nose of the planes. Right. And they've got some of them. <laughs> and it's that's Batman. And you <laughs> it does kind of look like a bat. Um but they've got the audio of their radio, you know, their their conversations with each other about how holy crap, it just went like ten thousand miles in a second. And that's not possible and all you know, all that kind sure. of weird weird stuff that you would expect. But <laughs> I love this. This is an article from the Daily Mail in the UK. Although it was set up in 2007, the existence of the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Programme, with an E, or AA tip, <laughs> has only now emerged thanks to its former boss. It's $22 million of funding of so-called black money for secretive projects was known only to a few outsiders. And then they go on to talk about um, all of this this huge amount of money that they're spending. <laughs> like... Well, that might be a lot of money in the UK, but that's, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. a reason why nobody knew that was being spent here because that's, that's drop in the bucket. That's such a drop in the bucket. Yeah. But, uh, I had seen that. Yeah. The guy, he just kind of quit the job a few months ago. He's been making the rounds this last week telling everyone, oh, oh yeah, there's totally UFOs. <laughs> Is this the pilot or the, no, the, the guy who ran the program uh, in the Pentagon? Yeah. yeah, yeah Luis yeah. Elizondo. Elizondo. Yeah. 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 I was looking for his first name. Yeah, he quit in October in protest at what he said was excessive secrecy <laughs> and, internal, <laughs> and internal opposition to his work. <laughs> Are you sure his last name wasn't Mulder? <laughs> By the way, X-Files, season 11, January 3rd. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I haven't been doing my X-Files updates because it's like, eh, it's it's already back. It's just another season. Um... Oh, here's the line. Many will laugh at the U.S. government wasting so much time and money on them. It was three years and $22 million. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're laughing at you for thinking that we would be laughing at it. (laughs) Yeah, the the pilot that they've been uh, interviewing is uh, David Fravor. It it created jobs anyway. (laughs) Yeah. David Fravor, pilot. Uh, FA-18 Hornet pilot says, I can tell you, I think it was not from this world. I'm not crazy, haven't been drinking. After 18 years of flying, I've seen pretty much about everything I can see in that realm, and this was nothing close. I've never seen anything in my life in my history flying that has the performance, the acceleration. Keep in mind, this thing had no wings. So, okay. (laughs) Here's where we, even though it was only $22 million, here's where the rampant um government corruption comes in (laughs) oh there's there is some good very good uh harry reed's interest (laughs) in ufos had originally been uh pricked by his friend robert bigelow does that name sound familiar robert bigelow is a billionaire hotel tycoon and government contractor who is investing millions in space projects such as an inspaceable hate flotel oh the, the space hotel i remembered how to say it yeah that's the same guy yeah so he has a a company that contracts with the government the inflatable space hotel and basically all that 22 million dollars went to him <laughs> and Jeez. blink 182 guy is working with uh in in spaceable hate flotel guy <laughs> it's always interesting to see where people end up after 
whatever you know whatever whatever thing they were in the kind of in the spotlight for and they they kind of disappear and you go look and it's like hey wonder wonder whatever happened to that person whatever happened to blink 182 like i read recently that frankie muniz uh malcolm Malcolm, from malcolm Malcolm in the middle middle. um he's a race car driver now really yeah Yeah. He's uh he's he's gotten into enough accidents and suffered enough concussions that he doesn't remember being on the show. No, that's what it said. Fake news. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's what the internet told me. Is he all disfigured? Like uh, no. <laughs> but he looks like a grown up version he, of that little kid. He does. Is, he looks like himself. Is he in a wheelchair like Bobby Brady? No. no after he no, became no, a race car no, driver. No. 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 He just doesn't remember really much about being on the show he's like i did this tv show i I worked with brian cranston when what he has no evidence that he was a he has no evidence that he was a child actor because his parents probably kept all the money (laughs) like all child actors get screwed by their parents and he doesn't actually have any uh, memories of doing it like uh all the the different strokes kids and uh and all of the um well all of the culkins all of them except for about 10 of them yeah you, it's easier it's to easier name to the list ones. the ones that did get to keep their money <laughs> yeah anyway did you uh pay attention to the moon pie twitter account recently the moon no 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 you know, <laughs> you know the moon pie the tasty treat is this the official moon pie twitter yep okay. this is at moon pie <laughs> some people went on there and started hating on moon pie and what? apparently whatever it's the internet mike come on i mean i don't for whatever don't reason particularly like them but the, i uh, hate on them the uh <laughs> The person running the Moon Pie social media account, running the Twitter, um, is a little bit clever and has a sense of humor. <laughs> so I started taking people to task a while back. Those are always the best. <laughs> um, and now this this is an art. This is a, a response that came out of somebody who was like the, some. This person has taken their Twitter Twitter war with Moon Pie down. Like you know, this tweet is no longer available sure. because they probably got piled on <laughs> by all the moon pie lovers but uh it, it's basically him you know taking jabs at moon pie and moon pie responding and then he and moon pie just put the uh the button on the end of the discussion by saying buddy it's saturday night and you're talking to a marshmallow sandwich on the internet <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if because there are a lot of these these companies that have their snarky twitter mm-hmm. accounts being run by somebody that that does exactly what you're describing. That it's just, just ma- that just has a response yeah. for everything and does it with just the right amount of humor. That and, it's and, that it's not off-putting. and sarcasm, right? Uh, it makes me wonder: Are they hiring? Could I do that? Stand-up yeah. comics no. who, who are good with hecklers. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is that a is that a, requ- a job requirement for have, you have running the Twitter heck- account? You have to you have to have been in, in a situation where you have handled hecklers on a regular basis and done so uh, very well. Well, you, I think you got I a little more. That that's, I think you got a little that's more a skill time. that would translate it in, would. into this job. But you don't need to be whip whip smart right on top of it. You know, you can resp- you can no, take you can take your minutes, time yeah. and and think about craft it. Yeah, the sure. perfect comment because a lot of what you know. When when comedians have their heckler comebacks, some of it's improvised, but a lot of it is that's just stuff they've got in their hip pocket ready to go. After you've been performing as a stand-up long enough, you've just got you've heard every stupid comment you could hear, and you've got the perfect retort sure. that you have crafted, that you've written, and got the exact number of words to make it the best zinger you can. But anyway, <laughs> people continue to uh, pile on <laughs> to, to come into this. He had, uh, a, a young lady came in here and asked, "Is Moon Pie single?" Asking for America. <laughs> Moon Pie responded, "Moon Pies come in singles or in boxes of eight to 12. <laughs> 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 
nice. <laughs> oh. Now, see this this whole thing where it's that's your job. You're you you are handling the Twitter account for whatever, and that's your job, right? That's a job. That's that's somebody's job, and it might be more than one person's job, depending. People might have shifts. In fact, I've heard of that where where uh, some company they you know they have multiple people answering the official Twitter, mm-hmm. and one of them is you know drunk or whatever, and like. <laughs> tweet something just absolutely ridiculous and everybody's like hey wait a minute what are you doing and then they're like oh that was then the other person comes on and goes oh that's that's somebody we have multiple people and they have to explain explain away like every politician whenever after they tweet something stupid they blame it on one of them and then the communications director takes over but um (laughs) that i understand okay what i don't understand are people who have a job like a regular full-time job doing something else and they're on twitter and they tweet constantly. How do you find time to do your actual job and or live life when you're tweeting and responding to tweets constantly, 24 hours a day, all the time, and it's clearly, it's just you. It's just one person. Like, what? how, how do these people function? I don't get it. That's what they do. That's, that's what takes up their time. Doesn't what what do you take sense. your time up with? Sleeping. Well, see, they don't sleep as much as you. Here's moon pie. One Eating. moon pie. One one Pooping. one moon. One moon pie equals great. Two moon pies equals even better. Fifty moon pies equals wow, loving this. One hundred moon pies equals seems like a lot, but okay. <laughs> Six hundred sixty-six moon pies equals uh oh. Six hundred sixty-seven moon pies equals whew, ha. All right, keep them coming. <laughs> Moon pies are great for on the go. For instance, if you went into the wilderness without one and found yourself suddenly trapped under a boulder, your last meal might otherwise end up being a terrible salad of a few nearby twigs and leaves. (laughs) When you've been making moon pies for a hundred years, you might also make a few enemies, which is why we watch half-hour karate videos on the first Tuesday of every month. (laughs) Good stuff. Everybody, check out the moon pie Twitter. It's fun. This is a picture of my um your what what oh of, what of the uh, I'm sorry this is a picture of the uh whatever the dock at the bottom of my iPhone with you know my four most frequently used apps mm-hmm. whenever you know you put your phone down there right, on your, right, right. your safari and um I had I had uh gotten a little I was busy been busy at work trying uh, trying to get something done before the end of the year and um and also use my vacation time I ended up losing a day of vacation or half a day of vacation, but uh, I take pride in my work. Anyway, I, I had neglected my email a little bit, and, you know, the number on the badge kept going up and up and up. How many emails up. you have unattended? Yeah, and most of these are, like, it's it's I need to go through and unsubscribe to a bunch of lists because right. it was, like, shopping emails, and it was all the leftover <laughs> discount this, discount that from, from uh, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and all that. But, um... I took a I took a screenshot of this because I thought um does 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 this mean is this something bad should I be should I be worried? You had six hundred and sixty six emails. I don't get six hundred and sixty six <laughs> emails in a year. Yeah, I had six hundred and sixty six unread emails. <laughs> how many people do you know and correspond my, with? My, and how many my, lists do my you subscribe phone to? Did and... not blow up. How many? How many? Like too, multi. Too everything. Many. How many alerts do you have coming to you for all these different? Things? Well, that's why I don't. 
and and we talked about this recently. You don't have your my notif- phone doesn't do anything when I get an email. It doesn't even go because <laughs> if it did, it would go. That's why you never get around to doing anything. Talking that's about why having I, no time for Twitter, you're answering emails all day long. Deleting emails all day long. That's why I need to unsubscribe from a bunch of lists. Anyway. Yes, yes you do. All right, that's it. What? Anybody else? Anybody got anything? Is there a game that we want to play? A game? Oh, well, there's a... I had kind of a game idea. Or is there it's something just, that was, Kurt, Kurt wanted to do? Kurt, what? Or did he already do it? Well, I'm going to I want to do this first. Okay. Um, I discovered something recently on Amazon Video, and I've got it here queued up. It's you don't really need to uh, to uh, see it. Um, just understand that what we're going to see is um, that's good, Craig, because this is an audio listen, podcast. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> These things are there's like eight or nine of them. They're two minutes long a piece. It's mostly a guy talking, and he's talking about an episode of a TV show from the '90s. And um, you're seeing on the screen, like, you know, shots from the show. And occasionally there's actual snippets of audio from the show. But it's usually this, just this guy dis- describing the episode and pointing out um, some very specific things about the main character. And that's, uh, that's all kind of in the title right here. Trash. Oh, that didn't work very well. Zach Morris won third place Let's in the start over. <laughs> Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> That's better. Zach Morris won third place in a track meet and mistakenly thinks his ribbon is something to brag about. Slater shows up with a real trophy for winning okay. a wrestling championship, Are we supposed to stealing guess Zach's thunder, is? and finally giving Kelly a suitor worthy of her Kelly hugs. Zach <laughs> deals with this like a man. Just kidding, he turns into a total f***ing psycho. After a trophy <laughs> ceremony where Zach puts his dumb ribbon in the trash where it belongs, Zach meets Slater's father in the hall. Slater's dad is looking for Principal Belding, so Zach points him in the opposite direction of his office. Why? Because Zach got a great idea. That idea? Cramming his best friend into the principal's filing cabinet to eavesdrop on a private conversation so he can maybe use that information for personal gain. Papa Slater tells Belding he's transferring to Hawaii and taking Slater with him. Belding calls in Slater, who tells his dad he's made great friends at Bayside and isn't sure if he can leave them. Slater's dad tells him he can decide if they move. Screech, who is unable to stand after Zach left him trapped in a filing cabinet, breaks the news. He adds that if Slater stays at Bayside, Zach can consider himself a dead man with Kelly. This gives Zach another great idea. Then he abandons his injured friend for the second time in one day, this time on a bathroom floor. Zach's new great idea? He tells the gang Slater is dying of a rare disease. It's called Mumbio Quadrilation... That definitely doesn't sound made up. And the only possible cure is a clinic in Hawaii. But because Slater's a dumb jock who just wants to hang out with his friends, the only way he'll go is if everyone is super mean to him in what might be his final days on Earth. (laughs) Zach begins his gaslighting campaign by telling the gang that symptoms of Slater's condition include memory loss, itching, and sneezing. Zach asks Slater why he wasn't in the weight room last period when they made plans to be in the weight room last period. Slater doesn't remember making these plans because they never made these plans. This causes his friends to burst into tears, much to Zach's delight. Zach shoves an armful of pepper up Slater's nose, making him sneeze. Then he mercilessly dumps Screech's beloved ant farm down Slater's shirt, making him look like he just smoked crack. Having adequately terrified the gang into believing Slater is on his deathbed, they go along with Zach's plan to treat him like dog shit so he'll want to move to Hawaii. They say super mean stuff to a friend they think is terminally ill, which is traumatic for all parties involved. Then Zach casually reveals Slater's prize trophy has been stolen. Zach's sadistic game of human chess works, and Slater tells the gang, I'm moving to Hawaii. Then Kelly drops this bomb. I'm going with him. Whoops, bet you didn't see that one coming, Zach. 
Slater asks why she wants to go, and Kelly says Zack told her he's dying. Slater goes along with it in the hopes of teaching Zack a much-deserved lesson. Slater tells Zack he changed his mind about Hawaii, but for some reason needs Zack to talk to his dad, who is already committed. Slater's dad agrees to help teach Zack a lesson, and he finally confesses, after being violently terrorized and threatened by a live grenade. Meanwhile, the gang is throwing Slater a going-away party, which Zack crashes to return the trophy. This is all one episode? Slater reveals he wasn't sick and was playing along to teach Zack a lesson. But because he was forced to stoop to Zack's level, the friends he picked over Hawaii are disgusted and turn their backs on him. Slater shows remorse, but Zack assures him it's fine and they'll get over it, because they always do. Because he always does shit like this. Let's review. Zack Morris crammed his best friend in a filing cabinet, causing potentially permanent spinal damage, convinced the gang Slater was dying so they'd be dicks to him, to make him move to Hawaii so he could eliminate his clearly superior competition for dating Kelly, and didn't learn any lessons from any of it, Zack Morris is trash. Zack Morris is trash. <laughs> Jeez. Every... They crammed all that into 22 minutes of show? <laughs> yeah. and watch the other episodes. It's, it just it, it reinforces the idea that Zack Morris oh, from Saved by the Bell is a complete douchebag. They're all about Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 the series is called Zack, Zack Morris, Morris is, is Trash. 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 <laughs> Oh, and people liked that character. He was, yeah. He was the he was the star of the show. That yeah. was the main character. Uh-huh. I know. That was the one you're supposed to root for. <laughs> I never really watched that show. <laughs> oh, but we have a little game that we can play. <laughs> this is not really. A, I don't know if the game's the right word for it, but um, I was listening to the radio program that we listened to, and they got into this discussion, and Bob started turning everybody's gift ideas around on them <laughs> kind of went after people like let's just do this mike or kurt either one of you name uh just like just name a gift that you might give to me for christmas just anything a lego you... set of the christmas story house <laughs> that's good that's better than anything i was gonna come up with um, well, well mike what do you got um well i know you don't like you don't like dvds anymore so i wouldn't get you or a Blu-ray. Probably don't. You can't even play a Blu-ray. I don't know what I would get you. Okay. Well, this isn't going anywhere. Um, How about uh, take you out to eat? Oh, okay. So, since I bought food for everybody this year for Christmas, my family. So, so the goal of the game, <laughs> oh, the food, goal of this food, game, food and booze. The goal of this game is to take the gift suggestions, the gift ideas that people throw at you, and find a way to make it insulting. Okay. <laughs> so you're gonna take me out to eat. Um, what, because I can't, I can't feed myself? I don't make enough money to afford to buy food for myself? You think you have a better idea of what, like, what kinds of foods I might, lo- might like? Trying to prevent Did you confer you from, with me on where, you to, where I would like to go? Don't want you to burn yourself on uh, making lasagna anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling it down out of your uh, I don't have a six good, foot high microwave. I don't have a good comeback for the... Uh, for the Legos, for the Lego, for the Lego, for the Lego that, would, that would be a that's really actually good a good gift. That'd be a really good gift. I, would, I wouldn't want to insult you for that, but you like, you know, I'm gonna get you, Mike. I'm gonna get ooh, you. Ooh. I'll okay. get, I'll get you a new, uh, another nerd, nerd uh, shelf for your nerd stuff. Because oh, you want me to go just broke on buying all this nerd stuff? Because you're gonna buy me the shelf. I'm gonna have to put it up, and I'm gonna have to fill it up with stuff. Otherwise, it's gonna look stupid for everybody that doesn't come over to my house. And so now <laughs> I've got to go out and buy all this other stuff, and that's gonna. I mean, I just, I'm not gonna have money to buy food. I mean, you're gonna make me destitute having to fill the shelf up. What are you doing? Well, if you don't have money to buy food, then I'll take you out to eat. But yeah, well, we just talked about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> see, got I can do discussion. this too, right? Okay, well, uh, Mike, you know, I'm, like you, you, uh, you're growing up quite the beard there. You know, I'm going to get you a nice beard balm set, you know, a kit of like stuff that you can make your beard really nice. 
Oh, you don't think my beard is nice enough the way it is? <laughs> like, I can't <laughs> you, groom myself properly? You, you think I'm not using any product in my beard right now? Am I a slob to you? <laughs> Let me tell you, my friend, this is what a beard looks like with product in it. You should see it in the morning before I do anything to it. Kurt, I'm going to buy you a more expensive, nicer, really pretty uh, uh, bagpipe chanter. How about an entire bagpipe? Just start with the chanter. <laughs> That's a pretty nice. Why? Because the one I played on sounds like crap. Is, are you trying to say that I have no technique and no ability to actually play the instrument? So I need to have a nice instrument are, so I don't sound like crap. Are you accusing him of buying that $18 chanter from Pakistan? <laughs> Are you saying I'm a bad musician that I can't that I need a nice instrument to make a nice sound? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that my entire choice of, of of vocations in life was was flawed, that I shouldn't flawed. even be a musician and, and a and a teacher. <laughs> Just keep escalating it. <laughs> my whole my whole childhood was a scam. All the time that I spent learning to play instruments and becoming really good at it and falling in love with music was wasted. <laughs> it's a fun game. It's a fun game you can play where you turn all of your all of the gifts that are being given to you into somehow it's an insult it's some, to yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I bought you a, a, a new computer. Well, you don't think I have enough already? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You got a lot of computers. You don't think I, you don't think I already sp spent too much money on computers? <laughs> oh, better yet, Mike, I bought you a PC. <laughs> <laughs> That actually would be insulting. That's easy. <laughs> Kurt, I noticed... What am I supposed to do with this PC? Take it to work and use it there? I already have one there. Here, how about... Mm -hmm. yeah. Why on earth would I want one at home? <laughs> hey, Mike, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal this out of uh, uh, Parks and Rec. Kurt, are you familiar with Parks and Rec? Some, yeah. I got you some, some uh, grout cleaner. Some tile and grout cleaner. I noticed that you're... <laughs> Ron are you gets, saying, Ron gets are you his saying girlfriend that I'm a lazy slob who never takes care of my house and never does anything to keep it nice? Are you saying <laughs> that my materials in my bathroom that I did the remodel with are completely inferior so they don't stay nice looking for long enough? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> keep it coming. We can play this for the rest of the episode. This never gets old. <laughs> Hey, Craig, I bought you this really nice bottle of scotch. <laughs> you know I have to drive home. When you, you, you probably want me to have a drink of this right now. You want me to drive home and get in an accident and end up in the hospital so that I can die and have you can have all my stuff? What? That's, that's really stretching. <laughs> it got dark, too. <laughs> is well, you don't, I mean, the, the, the go-to is always like, what, you think my taste in scotch, my taste in, in alcohol is terrible? That, like, I, I had, you, had, you came over and I poured you a glass of scotch and you said you liked it, but you didn't. And you were lying to me. And so you're giving me, like, the right scotch, the good scotch. That's always the fallback is you know, the quality sure. of the, the stuff that I have is subpar. Personal bad taste, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least now anything, now... That, anything that goes on your body just becomes about grooming and personal appearance. Sure. <laughs> Kurt, at least now you know that uh, that that Craig has a will, and you're you're the first name on it. <laughs> Apparently, on, on the, at the top of the list there. So. That's comforting, right? Well, I'm not giving anything to you, Mike. Why would you? I'm not related to you. <laughs> I'd, I'd leave something for you. You could keep Mr. McGiblets here. You have plenty of family. <laughs> I get to keep Mr. McGiblets. That doesn't go back to Kurt. <laughs> no, that's regifting. <laughs> 
That's post. That's posthumous regifting. You don't do that. Posthumous regifting. That's, that's bad. No, that's bad. Yeah, I've decided. If you when you die, the thing that somebody gave to you as a gift, you don't. They don't get that back. That's, that's <laughs> not built in. No, that has to go to somebody else. It has to. Because it was a gift. It, is it because it would be? You think it's insulting to give it back to the person that gave it to you? Well, it, it's inherently regifting. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst regifting, where you regift something back to the person who gave it to you in the first place. Yeah, and they can't give it to you again unless they like throw it in the coffin with you when you're being buried. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, that's true. That that ends the regift. It's like the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate ending to the game. Well, you know the class. You know the story of the the two guys that kept regifting the same pair of jeans back and forth at each other. No. For you. Oh, okay. Talk amongst jeans. yourselves. I'm going to find Why this you... story. <laughs> Okay, why, 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 why are guys buying each other clothes? Well, it's, Good that's, that's, question. That's not, that's not the point. The point is just it, that it, it's how they did it. Oh, this is... Hey, Mike, I bought you this really nice pair of jeans. What are you trying to say about the jeans that I currently have, Kurt? Are you saying, are you saying that they're too snug, that I'm fat? You can always go the fat route. With okay, so too. jumping <laughs> jumping through the story real quick. Um, basically, one of them gave the other one a pair of uh, yellow brown moleskin pants one Christmas. Um, <laughs> okay, that's not bleeding. jeans. That's different. Yeah, yellow, so anyway, brown. yellow brown moleskin. Anyway, the point is, it's a pair of pants, and um, the, the the guy that got him regifted the pants um, to his brother in law. Okay, uh, Kunkel. What's his first name? Larry Kunkel regifted them to his brother-in-law Roy Collette, who uh, sported a similar build. Uh, da, 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 da. He found the pants that, to be uncomfortable during like Minnesota winters, so that's why he didn't want the pants. Um, so he took the pants. <laughs> Collette put the right idea to roll the pants up as tightly as possible before cramming them into a three-foot-long, one-inch-wide pipe. That's that's the that's the <laughs> wow. packaging that he put the pants in, and then this began an escalation of regifting. Oh, okay, making so the, the pants more and more difficult to unwrap each Got time. It. Yeah. To keep things interesting and sporting over the years, the two men agreed to a number of rules. First, if the pants were damaged, either while being wrapped or unwrapped, the game would end and the loser would be the one who damaged them. So they made it into a contest. Okay. <laughs> um, another rule was that neither man could spend any more money wrapping the pants, um, agreeing to use only so junk parts, things that were lying around. There's no encasing them in epoxy. And that del <laughs> delivery, <laughs> delivery expenses. That, that's considered damage. Yeah, I was thinking concrete, but <laughs> wait for it. In epoxy, wait for you it. Get to, you can still see them. Delivery expenses had to be kept to a minimum. Finally, it was agreed that uh, they had to wrap the pants in a way that they felt was morally, legally, and spiritually correct. So spiritually. They, whatever that meant for them. You um, can't crucify the pants? Yeah, Kunkel returned <laughs> them. Kunkel uh, returned them mounted inside of a window. Them, I guess. Um, Kunkel returned them mounted inside of a window, like in the gap between the the panes. That's funny. That had a twenty year guarantee. <laughs> sent the back. Colette's response was to put the pants in a coffee can, which he then put into an old oil drum, which he filled with reinforced concrete. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way not to damage them, yes. As the wrapping efforts became more and more elaborate, the yearly tradition came to the attention of local newspapers and business owners who were only too happy to uh, help the men outdo one another. So now their costs are being kept low because other people are helping uh -huh, and paying yeah. for stuff. So it's following their rules. My individual costs are low because this guy's going to let me... Uh... This guy's going to go rent the jackhammer for me <laughs> so I can extract yeah. them. 
Some of the more outrageous wrapping efforts included a 600-pound safe that had been welded shut and covered in seasonal festive wrapping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, A truck tire filled with concrete, like, you know, like a big... Yeah, yeah. So you had... Now it's not like... The kind that you you use on a a playground. You have to break open all the concrete, you know, to figure out where the pants are. Where in the tire it is, sure. Um, And we should point out that Kunkel had the... had the, the pants put into a car and then had the car crushed into a three-foot-wide cube. <laughs> and, the, and the pants survived somehow? Um, before delivering it to uh, with a note that said the pants were in the glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps getting annoyed at the countless hours spent carefully extracting the pants without damaging, one year Colette tried to get Kunkel to stop the game, suggesting they gift the pants back to his uh, mother. Colette liked this idea and had the pants sealed inside of bulletproof glass, and then sent them to Kunkel to pass on to his mother. That Christmas, Kunkel delivered a car filled with concrete to Colette's house and told them that the pants still inside the bulletproof glass were inside. <laughs> a car filled with concrete. In 1985, Colette hid the pants inside a gigantic four-ton concrete Rubik's Cube that he then covered with 2,000 board feet of lumber. <laughs> In 1986, Kunkel returned the pants inside a car into which he had welded over 100 generators that Colette had to meticulously take apart to find the pants at the middle. (laughs) Wow. Um, When did this start? What year did this start? Sounds like 70s sometime. Well, considering the the clothing item. No, 60s. 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 60s, Late 60s. And Um, where does it end? (laughs) I'm trying to find... Or is it still going? No, it, it ended. Tragedy struck when the oh he was trying to he trying to enclose encase it in glass in ten thousand pounds of glass and the molten glass in the process uh, burned the pants ah so they were now damaged and uh, so he burned them and he he, he sent them an urn <laughs> with the remains of the pants inside that said sorry old man here lie the pants an attempt to cast the pants in glass brought about the demise of the pants at last <laughs> what year <laughs> um doesn't specifically say but i'm guessing 87 88 you know that's where they kind of left off with so naming, it, it, naming it years. went about 30 years yeah 25 20 years 20 20 years. 20 years or so yeah <laughs> wow Conkle, what a name <laughs> i love the i love the and they're in the glove compartment mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> So should we start regifting things back and forth at each other? Oh no, that sounds like way too much work. <laughs> way, yeah, laugh. I don't got that kind of time. Anybody got anything else that they want? I got to emails know? to delete. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you do. Do we have a Kevin question? We do. We'll save that for down the road sometime. Okay. Are we ready? Sure. Forty-four question. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I don't. I I I try to keep the uh, the mystery. intact with these and and so i I only see like you know the preview the first line or whatever and uh i didn't realize this we should have made more time for this one (laughs) (laughs) read read, four question in 27 parts read the incredibly long question and we'll give you a one-word answer go okay i have been putting together a list Mm -hmm. yeah oh good lord words and phrases i never want to hear again Okay. Are there any I am missing or any I am overreacting to? Okay, we'll stick with, since the list is so long, we'll just decide whether he's overreacting or not. Okay. 
because you know we're gonna he's well, gonna, you're gonna give us a list of twenty words or phrases, you, and I'm not gonna try to come up with five more. If you hear them all and one there's one you were expecting that you didn't hear, gotcha. that's fine. Um, trip to fan in a turkey makes you sleepy. The millennials are ruining dot dot dot. I'm I'm tired that, of that. Yeah, the, the, baby, millennial, the, the millennial thing can go away. The baby boomers killed mm-hmm. it all. Moving on. <laughs> the point is, it's not the generation X people. That's not us. We're not. Okay. We're not to blame. No. Plus, we're generations. we're 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 on to uh, what's the new one called? Generation Z. I don't, I don't care. Um, ATM machine. No, I'm with him on that one. <laughs> okay. The auto- the automated teller machine machine yeah. pin number. That's pin the next number. one in the list. Pin <laughs> number is the next one in the list. Yeah. Um, I do not see BIM model. He's not gonna talk about that. That's boring. <laughs> Stop boring everybody. <laughs> Decimate. We've already covered that on the show yeah with you kurt yep begs the question um i'm fine with using that phrase if you use it correctly people use it wrong and yes. i use it wrong that's fine okay i'm well here here's the, here's the deal i'm also of the opinion that languages evolve and so when you use the begs the term begs the question in the the way that people tend to use it that's what it means now sorry i don't care where it started what it used to mean that's what it means now because that's how people use it yeah okay um that's what she said i don't know about that mike we can't we can't that, that that'll cut down like half of your jokes over there actually it's you have... gone the phone got rid of it itself the phone was tired of it <laughs> kevin you hacked your phone the problem with that's what she said is that it's been it gets it gets overdone. overused so yeah. It, yeah. every once in a while someone drops it in a new and clever way but it's that's rare or yeah. if it's just used correctly <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, oh, the worst is when people say that's what she said when it's clearly something that she would not say. Sure, <laughs> and it and it's not sexual innuendo, you know, because that's yeah. that's kind of the the crux of the joke is that you're trying you to make a, it and turn it into you sexual. Take, you take you take a just a, a comment that somebody makes, and when you say that's what she said, now suddenly it's a it's like it's about sex. That's, right. That's that's, that's the shtick. Sure. When when the when the thing that the person says can't possibly be construed as sexual. Right. <laughs> Town. That's, I suppose, for oh. him being a Chicago person. He's sick of that. We're going to start referring about, to Kevin from Hot Chi-Town. Yeah. That's, gonna... that's on the list. Hotland oh, is nice, already on nice. the list. You're, you're, <laughs> you're skipping over some here. Um, related to Chi-Town, I suppose, Chirac. I don't know what that means. People, because there's so many murders in Chicago. That would be like the South Side. Yeah, they would oh. refer to it as Chirac. Completely full. <laughs> as opposed to partially full. Okay. Because full means full. You don't need right. it completely. Yeah. Well, it's like how our, our constitution says a more perfect union. How do you make something more perfect? A hot mm-hmm. water hot water heater. <laughs> Very it's good. just a water heater. That's not on this list. Man cave. No, I'm fine with that. And related, uh, I've never heard of this, she shed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one should be used more often. That's what she shed. <laughs> That's what she shed. <laughs> See, like that. Yeah, that's very good. I used that that as a joke. It has nothing to do with sexuality. Turned it a little differently. Spun it around. Not a comedy clam anymore. Then Hotlanta. Cyber Monday. No, that's no. That's describing the Cyber same. Monday's not really a thing anymore, though. No, that's true, because, because all of these online retailers are referring to every Monday as Cyber Monday, and every Friday yeah. is Black Friday. Where yeah, that came it's, from it's was completely people shopping a... at the first day of work after the yeah. Thanksgiving weekend. People mm-hmm. don't do that anymore with their online shopping because they actually have internet access at home. Well, the thing about it is, though, too, is now they... But, 
okay, I, I I get your point, but like you know, Cyber Monday maybe not capitalized for all year long, and then Cyber Monday with a capital C when it's like the actual you know no. Monday after Thanksgiving because that that's a that's a thing. There's a there's there's sales that happen when when that comes around and people talk about you know the Cyber Monday sales. Cyber Monday, you know the, what they're talking the about. The actual Cyber Monday still exists, but and I speak uh, from a a position of extreme knowledge in this case oh. given all of the emails that i get from online retailers <laughs> every, they were all every, starting on thursday every monday is cyber monday now just about okay they they completely overuse it yeah, we can, we and they were it. starting all their sales on thanksgiving and black friday too because they're competing at this point they're trying to compete sure, they're trying the to do each other yeah okay okay soccer is boring well, it is. That's not. A, that's not a phrase. That's just a universal. Truth. I would like to add to that that tennis. Tennis is boring. Basketball and basketball is boring, and so is baseball. Those are everything but football is boring and curling. Curling is fine. Hockey. Hockey is not boring. I can't. You know what? Hockey is fine if they highlight the puck. If they do that don't magic where they highlight TV. the go puck. Go watch it live. I'm not going to leave my house to go watch hockey. It's cold in there. Do, do you have? Do you have tickets? At Lambeau Field in October, November, December, or January that you would like to give me and transport me to Green Bay to use? I'll go to that sporting event. I'll go to that sporting yeah. event. <laughs> whether whether Hundley's playing or not, I'll still go because I want to experience. I bet you you can get tickets for tonight for below face value. Book your flight. Get get on top of this. That's right. It's on. It's it's so bad. It's on Saturday. Or you can go to. <laughs> Or you can go to the. It's uh, not a playoff game, and it's on Saturday. You can go to the Ravens Stadium, where their uh, the team is doing very well, and they're in playoff contention, and they still don't have people showing up. Yeah. Well, Green Bay obviously is sold out, but I know that because of the the game and the holiday weekend, and the fact that it's supposed to be nice and cold tonight, you you would be able to go to Green Bay tonight and get tickets for less than face value, guaranteed. Well, it's going to be full of uh, Vikings fans. There's part of that, but the simple fact is, I mean, the Packers are out of contention. It's Who wants to hang the twenty third at night. Those douchebags, and it's supposed to be like four degrees out tonight. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. no one's going. Yeah, no, no sir, no. Thank you, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Next, anything? Friendsgiving. I don't think I've heard this. Never is that, that is that when you have Thanksgiving with your, just your I friends? Because like you're when I come yeah, here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's like what we do when yeah. we when we get together for holidays. Yep. Yeah, it's a dumb phrase. I agree. <laughs> Using the word squash instead of quash. Squash that rebellion. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree (laughs) with that. Express O. He's got got it with a hyphen. (laughs) (laughs) Express O. People saying, calling espresso, espresso. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Well, I have a problem with people saying (laughs) et cetera. Sure. It's etc. Specific ocean. There's, it's not extc. It's etc. Yep. Um. What was that one you said, Kurt? The specific ocean. <laughs> I've actually heard that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which ocean? <laughs> could the specific you, one. Could you be more Pacific? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Supposedly. That's not Suppos- on here. Supposedly. <gasps> but supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> but next up, all of a suddenly, <laughs> which I've never heard anybody say that. I've heard yeah, that first either. of all, it should be all of the sudden and not all of a sudden. That's but yeah. Is it the, not a? It's the. And that's definitive? 
Yes. <laughs> I'm okay. pretty I'm pretty confident on that one. Can you cite a Pacific source? <laughs> <laughs> What's squeaking? My dog's playing with the toy. Okay. Because <laughs> I've right. been ignoring her for the last hour. <laughs> okay. The phrase, you're, with an apostrophe, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, you're being ignorant. I just think he hears that a lot from other people <laughs> that he wants to rule it out. <laughs> Remove it from the books. Like I think you ignorant is something you are, and 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 not something that it's y- you it's, are actively being. You just are. You are ignorant. You are being ignorant. Uh, word word people help. Well, the the help issue the issue What's, is with the issue is with the verb to be, which is a very malleable verb. You know the verb to be to to, to be something. You can be. A noun, you can be an adjective, you can be, you know, you can do the verb to noun thing. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to use that, that people understand what you're saying in context, because be, to be, is very vague. You, you, you need more yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Other, outside of just, like, existing, you know, to be or not to be, to be needs more to it. So it's very malleable and used in a lot of ways, so that's a tough one. Okay, well, now that I'm at the, at uh, getting towards the end of the list, I see that he's missing listicle, which we discussed that last <laughs> week. That word, that word's banned. There's another one like that. I was trying to think of it at the time and I couldn't, and now I can't think of it again. <laughs> There's another word like that. Eh, it'll come to chestical me. or not. <laughs> chestal. I think chest, chestal, like, the chestal, like chestal region. region. That's a word. <laughs> that's that's fine. Um, Kurt, I was gonna say this is this. Here's something that's right up uh, Kurt's alley, music music wise. And then I realized that uh, that my dyslexia had kicked in, and I read I read viola instead of voila. Voila. And his complaint <laughs> is people using saying voila instead of voila. My favorite is when people meet in in written. They mean to write voila, but they accidentally write viola. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that before. <laughs> My favorite is when it was written V W A L A. Seen it. Voila. Wow, that's I've nice. Seen that. Yeah. They didn't realize that it was a French word. And it's it's spelled <laughs> a little weird for Americans, and they just phonetically sounded it out. Upcycle. <laughs> that's a business term that irritates a lot of people, I suppose. It's up synergize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Randomly turn turn to a page in murders and acquisitions, and you'll find one vertical of those. integration. Yeah, <laughs> trans transverse marketing strategy. I'm just making stuff up now. <laughs> I just heard something where somebody was making fun of all. Oh, there's a there's a commercial that's on the web stream that we listen to. That's mm-hmm. that's uh, it's somebody's. It's a it's a it's a commercial for Goodwill. And it's uh, it's the person's business suit that they don't wear anymore because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. their office went went casual. And it's the it's the business suit hanging in their closet, talking talking to them, to them about all of the things that they used to do. And it's all of the, of those weird corporate buzzwords. Yeah, and it it ultimately ends with the business suit saying, "Hey, why don't you donate me to yeah. Goodwill where I can do some somebody some good instead of just mm-hmm. hanging here." Um, special sauce when referring to Thousand Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Because it really isn't a special sauce. It's just it's just Thousand Island dressing. Yeah, but if you put it on if you put it on something that you, if you put, put it on sauce a hamburger, on, 
then it becomes a special sauce. Yeah, you don't. It's it's context based. It's you know, it's not a special sauce until you put it on a thing that takes sauce. Lettuce, cheese, pickles, put it on, onions on a sesame seed bun. If you put it on something that you put dressing on, right. you don't put sauce on a salad. No, you put, you put dressing, dressing on, on a salad. salad. So then it's Thousand Island dressing. But it's still the same thing. It's just yeah. being used as but when a it's sauce. On, when it's on the burger, you but why? It's not really special though. It's not something new that they've made up. It's just. But that's the name of it. It's yeah. special sauce TM. <laughs> circle circle R. Yeah. And if you in case you need to know how to ever do the TM, it's just alt two on a <laughs> on a Mac keyboard. To make the little the TM symbol. Trademark sign. The, yeah. yeah, the trademark sign. Alt two on a on a Mac keyboard. Huh. That's funny that I know that it's alt O one five three on a Windows keyboard, but not that it's alt. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh craig's writing something what other words trying do you have to, to get rid of this. are we done one more okay utilize when you mean just use use <laughs> yeah that one i've heard kevin complain about before and actually his wife complains about it more <laughs> don't use the word utilize when you can just say use you don't need the extra syllables you're not you don't sound smart you sound like you don't know the word use <laughs> i'm going to disagree with him on that and this is why language is a beautiful thing it can describe things and it can be fluid and flowing and it can be engaging and interesting and it doesn't have you don't have to just use the simplest word or the word with the least syllables because it's easy and it's like well just use use because you don't need to say utilize sometimes you want to you did not pump run. it up a bit you did not run you darted you right. sprinted sure um you know you did not say you uh you remarked. You commented. Yeah, use use words. Use language. It's you know, it's, it's fun. Language is fun. <laughs> There's a reason people call them fifty cent or seventy five cent words. It's because yeah. they're worth more in the sentence when <laughs> yes. you, when you use them. Um, and that actually reminds me of something. And don't overuse adverbs. <laughs> That's the end of the list, by the way. Sure, Craig. You look. You glanced at it for what a half a second and said you thought it was twenty seven things. Twenty or so. It's twenty five. That's pretty okay. good. You you count things in all, in lines very well <laughs> how many automatically. How many toothpicks are on the yeah, floor? Yeah, very Raymond? good, Rain Man. Was <laughs> 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 well, it two two hundred and uh, two hundred and forty eight? And there were supposed to be there were supposed to be two hundred and fifty. Three left, and in then the box. three left yeah. in the box. And the square root of two thousand one hundred thirty is four six point one five one nine two three zero four <laughs> two three zero four. I did not overwatch that movie on cable at all. Um, <laughs> um, no, this reminds me. There's uh, about 50 cent words. There is a 50 cent or 75 cent word that I use. Now, Craig, don't jump the route here because uh, I want to see. This is a little game that I want to play with me and Kurt. To okay, see if he I'll if just, we if he or we can figure here. it out. I don't want well, I, okay. That, no, no, no. You can be in the microphone. I'm just warning you not to not to go. Oh, you mean blah? And then it's all ruined. There, there, there is a word that I use. It's an old timey word that you. It really you mentioned recently that it, that that you find it humorous that I use that word. And I'm the only one who you you ever hear use that mm-hmm. word. And it's something and along the line. You, yeah, you told me about it. And like, I can't think of it. Only use it like every six months or so. Because I it's can't, just like every so often it pops up in your vocabulary and I enjoy it. But I can't, I can't remember what it is. And I, it's something along the lines of like shenanigans or poppycock or it's, it's, it's tomfoolery. No, it's not that. <laughs> okay. Oh. oh, 
Now Craig can't even remember what it is. Yeah, oh no, I've stumped I've stumped the show. <laughs> <laughs> you show stumper. <laughs> oh, I remember what it Craig is. Craig remembers what it is. Okay, now let's see if we can we can figure it out, Kurt. It's it's when you're so ref- referring to some foolery. We're no. referring to something that's all goofed up. It's all out of whack. Oh, that's different. It has an um, animal in the there's an animal in there. Name of an animal is part of the phrase. <laughs> it's four syllables. Yeah, you're just making it worse for me. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to walk away from this episode and never no, say we, it. No, we have Something to that's it. all messed up. Yeah. Is the, is the animal monkey? No. Okay. It's a domesticated um, animal. It's a what animal? Domesticated animal. It's a pet. It's a pet. Yeah. How long are we going to just sit here on dead? We're not ending the show until until this is figured out. I can tell you what No, no, no. (laughs) Kurt has to guess. It's on you, Kurt. I got nothing. (laughs) I don't listen to you. If I would hang out with you from time to time, like every six months, then I might actually know the word. Well, you need to come visit more often. I mean... It's, it can't be my favorite word for when something's all messed up, It's a, which is a military term, but I, I don't want to have to Can make I give you one of the things. syllables? Because this is getting really boring. Yeah, please. The third syllable is wom. Oh, cattywampus. <laughs> oh, cattywampus. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a way to work Star Wars in there with a wampa. <laughs> it's, got, it's got a cat and a wampa. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, he, if you had just said every wampa, so often, I'd have been like... He refers to something as being all cattywampus. Nice. He's the only person I know that uses that word. I could not think of that word this morning or (laughs) just now. Um, (laughs) Later this afternoon, you'll be like, what was that word again? (laughs) Come back up here and listen to that. I use once every six months. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Kurt, thank you. You're welcome. Extra thank you for that uh, wonderful. Um, or or those wonderful little solos you did. If you want my body uh, and you think I'm sexy. <laughs> the pipe butter is down. Pipe butter down. Heed! Paper! No! <laughs> Moving on. All right. Okay. Um, Go watch that movie if you haven't seen it. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com and... You can go to nerdburgergames.com for game stuff. You can go to drivethroughrpg.com for mergers and acquisitions, for the Keeper's Preview Edition, for Holiday Bonus. Um, they're on sale for ooh, less than a week If you, uh, when you're listening to this. If you want to pick them up cheap, there you go. If you add one more thing to that list, you're just going to have to say go to Nerdburger Games for all of the, the Nerd Paper Nerdburger Games stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I'm like, good God! I'm, I'm only it's making like a thing out of like naming, the naming thing, all the I titles know, know, and the know, fact that it's on sale and everything. I know because of where we're at. Eventually, it's just going to be go to go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy my games. That's what it's going to turn into eventually. Okay. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig build a scale model of the Nerdburger studio in Lego. If they manage to submit it to Lego and Lego approves it, it'll cost more than their studio equipment costs. Probably. (laughs) 
Craig's Nerdburger Games outro just keeps getting longer and longer and longer. That's what she said. I am specifically really irritated <laughs> by that comment. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> All right, go go outside in your shorts and enjoy hot Lana in the winter. Yeah, the sun is shining here, which means it's cold. <laughs> That's how that works. That begs the question, Kurt. What oh, is the temp- what is the temperature? <laughs> Where's the list? Let's just start saying all the stuff and see how long Kevin listens. (laughs) I'm going to decimate this lunch. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, the show show just ended.